This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC, who's on the line. Morning, JC. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Hey, Deborah Evans. Happy Saturday, C. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. Say hi to Monica for me. Okay, I will. All righty. Good morning, it's Susie. Hey, good Susie. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm hanging in there, hanging in there. Thank you. Good, good, good. Me too. <laughs> Anyone else? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. So, Susie, I'm packing to come down to California to that cold, cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the grands, but not to, not to feel that hawk out there. But oh well. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. Thanks, sweetie. Anyone else join? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's pretty Patrice. Hey, pretty Patrice. Good morning. Good morning, it's Nikisha. Happy Saturday, family. Hey, Nikisha. Happy Saturday. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. This is Patricia. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Patricia. Happy Saturday to you as well. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. This is JC. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Did anyone else join and would like to say good morning or hello?
Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Did anyone else join and would like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Anyone else join? Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Is there anyone else on the line? Hello out there. <laughs> Susie, where is everyone this morning? I don't know. Probably still sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said, too. I'm not mad at them. <laughs> Good morning, Declare Victory. This is Sister Shante. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Shantae. How are you? I'm well. I'm blessed. I can't complain. Thank you for Amen. asking. Amen. Happy Saturday to you. Thank you. Happy Saturday to you. Thank you. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Did anyone else join and like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is JC. Did anyone else join before I get started? Okay, it's time to move on to the next segment of the call. Before we move forward, we ask you to mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello again, my name is JC and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday starting at six o'clock a.m. Pacific Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in December for the monthly theme entitled Vision. You don't want to miss the messages, teachings, lessons, and heart shares that would be brought to you by our wonderful and great, our wonderful and gifted declarers, excuse me, 
There is one announcement today. If you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow into it, please visit declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declarevictory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for giving and trusting in Him. There were no prayer requests submitted via the app, order of the call, prayer, and corporate praise will be brought by Barbara. Declaration will be brought by Moses. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. Once again, praying and corporate praise will be brought by Barbara. Declaration by Moses. Then we will go right into closing comments. Scripture for today is Daniel 10 and 14. Now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future. For this vision concerns a time yet to come. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior for today. Barbara, you guys have a blessed day. Barbara, are you there? If Barbara's not there, can someone step in for her, please? Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come thanking you this morning for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for waking us up this morning, God. Thank you for the breath of life, oh God. Thank you, oh God, for the activity of our limbs, oh God. Thank you for us being in our right mind, oh God. Thank you, oh God, for food on the table, God. Thank you for our homes and our jobs our health and our strength, oh God. Thank you, oh God, that you watched over us last night, that you let no hurt, harm, or danger come nigh to us or to our dwelling places, oh God. We ask, oh God, that you forgive us for our sins, oh God. Holy Spirit, have your way on this morning. We thank you, God. We don't take it lightly, oh God, that it was not the alarm clock that woke us this morning, but it was you that gave us life on this morning. Somebody didn't wake up this morning. So if we say thank you, Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We pray, oh God, that you heal, that you deliver, and that you set free as only you can, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Comfort, oh God, as only you can. This is a season, oh God, that some hearts are heavy on this morning, God. And we thank you, oh God, in advance for what you're going to do in us and through us, oh God. Continue to use us for your glory, oh God. Continue to let your light shine through us, oh God so that others will know that Jesus Christ is Lord. That we are the head and not the tail. That we are above and not beneath. That we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God, for giving of your only begotten Son so that we might be saved so we might be delivered, so that we might be set free. Thank you, Lord God. 
thank you for bringing us out of darkness into your marvelous light, oh God. You could have left us out there in the muck and in the mire, oh God, but you didn't. And for that, we say thank you, God. We humble ourselves, oh God, before you. We lay it all at the throne of grace, oh God. And we thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy, oh God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We thank you, oh God, that we you give us a mind, oh God, to get up at 6 a.m. in the morning, that you are our first fruit, oh God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, oh God, that you give us a mind to study, God, to show ourselves approved. Thank you, God. Thank you that you, you, you give us a mind, oh God, to fast and to pray, oh God. Thank you, God. Oh, hallelujah. To read our word, oh God. Thank you, God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, God, that we continue to grow in you, to learn more of you that we thirst and quench after righteousness, oh God. Thank you, Lord God. Oh, Holy Spirit, continue to shine through us, oh God. Continue to let your light shine in us and through us, oh God. Continue, oh God, to use us for your glory. May you be glorified out of everything that we do, that we say, oh God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Continue to put your word down on the inside, oh God. Oh, hallelujah. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Satan, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. We are children of the most Hi, God. We are a king's kid. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you for marriages on this morning, God. Bind us in love, oh God. Bind us in unity, oh God. Give us a mind to, to love, oh God, as you love the church, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We thank you, oh God, our Redeemer. Thank you, God. Thank you for all that you've done and what you're yet going to do. We thank you, oh God, for those that are in the military that are sacrificing their lives, oh God, for our freedom, God. Thank you. Thank you for those that are in government making decisions over our lives. We thank you for them, God. We thank you for our children and our grandchildren, oh God. Thank you, oh God, for the little people in our lives, oh God. Continue to use us to guide and form, oh God, in their lives, to be present in their lives, to pour into them, oh God. 
offered you so freely given to us, oh God. Let us be examples of a Christian, oh God, and what a Christian should look like, oh God, should walk and talk like, oh God, because we are your children, oh God. Thank you, God. Thank you, oh God, that we love you. We need you. We stand on your holy word. We trust in you, oh God. Thank you, God. Thank you for the visionary of this line, oh God. Thank you for her obedience, her willingness, oh God. Thank you for Moni and those that are behind the scenes, oh God, making sure the call goes forth, oh God. We say thank you for their sacrifice as well, oh God. Thank you for every other call going on throughout the week, oh God, and those that are entrusted to make those go forth as well. We thank you, God, for their sacrifices as well. We know that obedience is better than sacrifice, oh God. But we thank you, oh God, for those that are willing, oh God, that are able, oh God, To do what is asked, oh God. To do what is needed, oh God. Without being paid. That you pay us plenty, oh God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus. And as we collectively take our phones off of mute, oh God. To give your name the praise, the glory, and the honor, oh God that you so justly deserve. We honor you all this morning, Hallelujah. We glorify you, God. We lift you Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. We pray for those that are sick in their minds. We pray, oh Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
no weapon form will prosper in the name of everybody would would just uh, place their phone on mute real quick. Just look down, make sure that your phone's on mute. But I want to get right into this. I want to flow with the spirit right now. If you are listening in right now, today's message is absolutely for you. If you're on this call, if your phone is on, if you are awake and you are listening right now, I want to speak directly to you right now. And I want to say this. We come in Jesus' name, Father. We come in, in your holy name, Lord, against the anxiety that is gripping the hearts of your people right now that is preventing us from having faith in the promises that you've given to every single person that is on this call right now. 
Father, to every single word that you spoke when we had nothing, Lord, and you said, I'm going to bring everything to you, everything that was stolen from you, everything that was taken from you. You're waiting for things right now. There's checks that that you're waiting for right now, and we're not focusing on money right now, but we're focusing on provision. We're focusing on promise, on follow-through. If you're waiting for that right now, in Jesus' name, we pray against the opposition that is coming uh, to against our provision right now, Lord, we want to pray against the provision, uh, the health that is coming, that is being opposed by the enemy for our loved ones right now that are in the hospital, Lord. I want to pray for the opposition that is coming against our prodigal sons and our prodigal daughters, Lord, the ones that we pray for night and day that we hold on to, for Lord, with the little victories, Lord, when they call us and and it wasn't cussing and it wasn't fighting, when they call us and they actually just tell us where they're at and we actually know what they're doing. But I want to pray for the for the prodigals, for the prodigal husbands and wives, Lord. I want to pray against the opposition that is fighting them, Lord. I want to pray against the opposition where the enemy has to say something every time we say something to you, Lord. I want to pray against that opposition right now in Jesus' name. I want to cover every single promise under the blood of the Lamb right now in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I want to thank you, Father. And actually, you know, as a matter of fact, as we're opening up in prayer right now, if you feel you want to come off off mute real quick and you want to worship God for your promise, then worship God for your promise right now. In Thank Jesus you, name. God. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
And Lord, as we bring this back, Father, as we bring this back to you, Lord, I want to speak. I want to speak, Father, for the things I'm saying. Lord, as we bring this back to you, Father, I thank you, Father. Father, I want to bring this back to you right now, Lord. In Jesus' name, I want to bring this back to you, Lord. I'm on my knees right now. I'm on my knees right now, and I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Pray for somebody. And everybody, if we go back on mute now, but I want you in your heart right now, pray that the Lord would wake up right now our brothers and sisters who need to wake up because they need to fight for their promise, that they need to call in today. They need to wake up and call in. Father, I ask that you would wake them up right now because we are, I'm telling you right now, this is the message today. This is the word for you today. This is the message. You are one more word of praise away from your promise. You are one more morning away. You are, you literally, you are around the corner. Do not stop fighting. Do not stop worshiping today in 2019. On what is, I don't even know what today is, December 21st, Saturday, December 21st, Saturday, you are, you are an hour away from a promise. You are a car ride away from a promise. You're across the street away from the promise. You are so close to your promise. Stop getting tired. Lift your head up. I'm speaking to every single person on this call right now. Lift your head up. Lift your head up. Lift your head up. Stop fighting. I mean, stop not, stop not fighting. The enemy is so tired right now. He is so tired and you don't see, you don't see the fights in the opposition against you in your promise right now. You don't see that God is just like it is the fourth quarter. You got three seconds left it is the last down. You're, you're down by a field goal. You are right there outside the end zone right now. Do not go walk back to the sideline. I'm telling you right now, listen to me, please listen to me right now with everything that you have in you. Do not stop fighting for your promise. I wish you could see it. I see it so clear for every single person calling in right now. I see it so clear. Stop. Just, just don't think about the hurt right now. Don't think about the pain. Don't think about how hungry you are. Don't think about how sad you are. Don't stop. Don't stop fighting. Don't stop worshiping. You're, you're one more verse away. You are one more course. So you are, God, you're so close. I just see it right now so clear. You are so close to that promise that you've been praying for for 20 years, for 10 years. Do not, we're going to get, uh, in Jesus' name, we're going to get so many praise reports. I don't even want to talk today. I just want to worship God. You are so close. You are so close to that promise. God, you are so close. You are right outside the walls. And you want to quit right now. You want to quit because the bills. You want to quit because of the family. You want to quit because of everything. And I see it because it's me too. And I've been there. And I came through it. And I'm here today. I'm here today on the other side of my promise. I had to go away. I had to delete all my social media 
Now, I'm not saying that you have to do that, but I, I had to buckle down. I had to get rid of every distraction. I had to buckle down in prayer every single day. And I had to hear us out of all of it, all the fasting, all the praying, every Bible verse, every YouTube message that was on in the background while I was feeding the baby, every single time I had a worship song playing while we were driving, every time I had to, in, in the midst of all that, I heard a tiny, tiny, tiny whisper. I, had, I heard the tiniest of voice. I was like, I guess I, guess I just can't hear from God anymore. I, it just doesn't, it, maybe that was just a different part of my life. Maybe I'm in a different season now. And then all of that, and all of that pain and seeking him day and night and worshiping. And then, then it got to the point where I'm like, you know what? I got, I don't even care if I don't hear anything. I just want to come to you, Lord, out of respect for who you are, who, who, what I've known you to be, what I've seen you do, getting me and loved ones off drugs, getting, getting me out of alcoholism, getting my loved ones out of alcoholism, getting somebody I've been praying for for years into a steady job and into stability. I'm going to worship you for all the things that I know you do because I don't know what's going on. And you just chip and you chip and you chip and you break away, you break away, you break away with every prayer. And I hope to God, every single person in this community that needs to hear this message today, that you would wake them up, Lord, right now. You would wake them up that they cannot sleep, that they can't get comfortable, that the other side of the pillow is not cool enough for them, that the, the, the blankets are too heavy. That's something that you would wake them up so they can hear this message today. You are so close. You are one tiny whisper away from hearing those words. Don't give up. You're right there. And I'm not, I'm not talking to you as somebody who is on one side of the wall saying, guys, we're going to make it. We're going to make it over. I made it over. I'm, that's why I'm telling you, I made it over. I was ready for my blessing. I was ready for, I was ready for my promise. I was ready for my miracle for too long, for way too long. And I walked into it. And I saw, and I can't even tell you how perfect everything played out. And I don't want you to hear that bitter because you have it there. I don't want you to, I don't want us to, I don't want our hearts to be in a place where we can't hear a testimony like that and say, well, why didn't that happen to me? But where we hear it and our hearts are in a posture where we respond with, yeah, I hear that because I know that that's about to be me. I want you to take that. I want you to hear testimony and I want your heart to be postured in a place where it powers you because you know that that is true for you too, because I'm not more special than anybody. There's people on this call that know more about the Bible than I do. There's people on this call that have been through harder things in life than I've been through. There's, pe there's people on this call who in this moment right now have a cleaner heart before God than I do. And it's not about a track record. It's not about all those things, but I'm telling you, I'm not the greatest here. I'm not the best. I'm not even the oldest here. I'm not the wisest. I'm not the smartest. I'm not the best studier. I'm not the hardest worker. I can be pretty lazy sometimes. Okay, but what I know is that I trust God. And that trust is the only thing that carried my lifeless body in an ocean of depression, in an ocean of failure. And, and an, it's like if you could see the Titanic, the movie Titanic, where, where they're like floating on little shards of the, of the boat, like of, of doors and like of shipwreck. My trust in God was the piece of wood that I floated on through that. I had nothing of my own to keep me afloat. But what I've seen God do to carry me through that in the most broken, broken, broken place I've ever been in my life. 
and I'm on the other side of that right now. I had to take some time away so I could get on the other side of that right now. And I had to worship and I had to praise and I had to read my family in it. Do not quit. Do not give up. And that is what today's message is because our theme this month is vision. And sometimes it's not about what I'm going to talk to you today is the things that we don't see. Vision, sometimes having great vision is about seeing what you don't see knowing what you don't see. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the vision, the things unseen. And the verse that we're going to be basing today's message around is in, uh, we, we have, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find my notes now. Right? I'm all out of, uh, I'm all out of Second uh, Corinthians chapter four, verse 18, if you're following along right now. If you have your Bibles, I encourage you, whip them out. That is our that is our sword today. That that is our sword, not for the enemy, but to split parts of us away from from parts of us that are about to walk in our promise. The parts that don't deserve to be in there right now. It's cutting that two edged sword. I encourage you to pull it out today. And the first verse, well, the primary verse is going to be in point two, but it's our primary verse is Second Corinthians chapter four verse eighteen. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is un seen since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal we're going to talk to talk through four points today okay we got four major points that we're going to make it through we got point one is endurance okay the bible talks a lot about the analogy of running a race okay and that's where i want to talk to you from today wherever whatever point you are in that race i want to speak to you on that today okay point number two which is where we get the the base scripture for our, our foundation of our message is perspective are you looking at the seen or the unseen as you wait for this promise as you wait for this breakthrough what is your perspective what is your focus on what are you focusing on point number three is is a lot about what we're praying today you are being opposed sometimes there's nothing more that you can do other than war and fight and i'm going to tell you the truth the enemy does absolutely can't, it's not, does not like, I don't, you know, I don't want so-and-so to, um, I, don't, I don't really care. I don't really care for so-and-so walking into that job. I don't really care for so-and-so uh, reconciling their marriage. Uh, no, he does not want it to happen. It, it's not a preference. He, it, like, it is life and death. He cannot have it happen. It, it is, if you walk into your promise, it, he's done for in that person's life. And then it's, it's the realization of the cross is, is, is coming, comes into focus as you walk into your promise. We're going to talk about how the enemy does not want that to happen. You see this happen in Daniel where this prayer is being opposed for 21 days by the prince of Persia. And, and the Lord sent this out the second he started praying. You know, we're going, to, we're going to talk about the fact that you need to understand sometimes it's no longer about, oh, I just got to wait. Or, oh, I'm just not hearing from God. Or, oh, I'm just not having a breakthrough. Oh, I'm just not doing this. I'm just not doing that. It has nothing to do with any of that anymore. Now you're so far, you're so close. The enemy is just opposing you. You are just being fought. You, you are literally, you have a third party that is interfering with this process. That's point three we're going to talk about today, the opposition. Number four, the final point is the warfare that needs to happen second by second, minute by minute, day by day, week by week, month by month, and in some cases, year by year. And we're going to talk about that from uh, also from Second Corinthians, um, but later a little bit later in Second Corinthians chapter ten, we're going to be talking about um, the weapons of warfare and how the enemy will oppose us, but also how we allow 
our thought processes to oppose us in this process. So for those of you who don't know, my name is Moses. I am a declarer uh, here on Declare Victory. This is my, my family, my community. I love you guys so much. I can't thank you guys enough for always just being so supportive of our ministry. This so, For some of us, this is this is all we have to, to give back to the community. This is all we have to receive. This is where we go to get fed. I encourage you, if this is where you go to get fed, pour into that storehouse. Pour a little bit into that storehouse. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, if you want surplus in your life, then give. If it, One of the greatest way, uh, spiritual um, principles of receiving is to give. And if you, I'm going to tell you, one thing I learned firsthand this year, if you want, then give, even if you don't have anything, even if you don't have enough to give, give. And it's, and it's not as a matter to get it back, but if you want to create something in your life, then do it. If you want more love in your life, then be a loving person. If you need a little bit more, then continue to give. And I encourage you, if you get fed here, pour into this star house and, 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 and give a little bit to, to the house. And, and you know what? I know that it's just, I know it's going to bless you and, and it's just going to take you to such a positive place. So I encourage that. I definitely encourage you to to bring a friend. It's 6 a.m. West Coast. All you all you uh, West Coast guys out there. It's 6 o'clock a.m. Your guys' time. I'm Mountain Standard Time. AZ team represent. We're, we're 7 o'clock. We get to sleep in a little bit more. <laughs> but um, thank you guys for calling in today. I appreciate every one of you guys again. I'm Moses, and today I'm going to be talking talking through our message we am seeing. First, I want to open up in a little bit of prayer, and um, Father, I just thank you, Lord, that, that you just care about everything. You care about every emotion that goes through us, Lord. You care about the days where we wake up and we just don't have the energy to do it anymore. We don't want to believe. You, Lord, you love us through our frustration, and we don't have any right to be frustrated. And you, you sit there with us like a loving, loving patient, just caring parent. And, and you walk us through every season of our life, Lord, as it changes, as as we might not believe one thing anymore, we might believe this now, and then this changes, Lord. And you, you're just so constant. You're constant through all of that, Lord. You're so loving and you're so kind, Lord. And I thank you that I have no clue about what you're truly like, Lord, because everything that I've seen, Lord, continues to get better and better every single day. And I learn bookloads every month about you, Lord. And I just thank you for that. I thank you for the pain. I thank you for the sorrow, Lord. I praise and worship you through all those moments because they brought you into a greater, more vivid illustration, Lord, what, what you're truly like, Lord, and I thank you for painting that picture of yourself to us through every season. So I sat in that, Lord, that today would add into that process for each one of us. Father, and I thank you, Lord. I ask, Father, that you would uh, guard our, our hearts, Lord, and, and our minds, Lord, that every every word that comes out of my mouth today, Lord, that it would be taken through a filter in every single heart, Lord, and that you would just plant the seed that needs to be planted in every single spirit today, Lord. And, that, and I know, and I, I, I just I prophesy victory over each one of us today, Lord. So I thank you for that. And I ask that you just be with us today, even, even in our discussion time, Lord, that you would just come through vibrantly, Lord. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, you know, like I was saying earlier, I, 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 I walked through that. You know, I walked in the promises that I've been praying for for years, that I've been fighting and battling for. And I'm going to tell you this right now. The hardest time was at the end. The, the most difficult time, you know that saying, oh, it's always dark, it's before dawn, it's always, that is 100% true. I can tell you through experience, anybody on, on this call right now listening in, 
that has ever walked into a promise, something that you actually heard God tell you. You prayed for it. He, he validated what, what backed it up with the scripture in your life, people prophesying it to you, people saying, and you held on and you fought and then you were opposed and then, and then you, you fought back and, and you made it and you walked into that promise. You know that, that the months prior to it were probably the hardest. They, I, and I, I'm almost to the point where I guarantee you that those, those days before it happened, those months before it happened were the hardest, even as you were going in. The Israelites absolutely had to fight their way, conquer their way into their promised land. They, it, it was prepared, but they still had to conquer it. And there's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of fighting. I'm going to tell you this right now. If you're in a place of fighting, if you're in that place of wanting to quit, you're wanting to give up, you are so close. You are absolutely close. So that's why I want to get into our first point of endurance. And I want, I want to tell you, like, you, you really have to understand that where your mental space is at is going to affect your ability to wake up and fight for this promise in every, every day. Because I have had crippling fear and anxiety, the most irrational fears. I mean, stuff from my past that is just like, what, how does that, how is that even still in my mind? thinking of things coming back to me, thinking, thinking of, I mean, you name it, just like any irrational fear or anxiety, the enemy is trying everything. And, and he tried, he threw everything. He threw a kitchen sink. There's times where I think he threw an actual kitchen sink at me there. I mean, there's like, it was, it was all out war this year. I can look back now and it's crazy that, that the way everything's working out in my life, this, this is all, starting right on January 1st, 2020. And I look back on 2019, this was a year of warfare. This was a year of battling. I had to fail on so many things. I, I absolutely, I'm talking, I took L after L after L after L. And if you don't know what that means, that means I took loss after loss after loss. I was getting hit left and right. And there was a lot of days where like my wife, my mom, my brother, my dad, my sister, my closest friends, I felt like they believed in me more than I believed in myself. And I just started doubting everything that had ever been spoken to me. Every, everything. And, and this all affected my endurance because I was in this place where I didn't believe the words that were spoken over my life before. I remember one time when I was, uh, I was 11 or 12, we had just moved to this city in California in the Central Valley. We had come from the Bay Area, and I was always used to the Bay Area. And my parents were like, we're moving to this little town with like 30,000 people. And I was like, what? And so we get out there, and we had been going to this, like, this cool church for a while. And then we move out to the, to the Central Valley. And we're going to this church with like two or 300 people. And I'm like, man, this is like, I mean, that, that's, that's big for some, some churches. But we're, we're from like a really big church family. And we come to this new church. It was like a sister church. And I'm, my mom's like, you got to go to the youth group. And I'm like, <laughs> like 11 or 12. And I'm like fighting back. I'm like, I'm not going to go. I'm just not going to do it. I don't even think church is for me. I don't even like, I'm just fighting her. And um, my dad like looks back in the car and he's like, you're going to youth group. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. It is what it is. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, Moni, if you're listening in. But um, I go to this youth service and I sat in the back. I was like fighting it. I was like, I'm, I don't even want to be here. I'm just going to cross my arms the whole time. I just, you, sometimes you just got to get them in. You just got to get them in sometimes. And so this like 
this this pastor's up there and she's preaching and she's teaching she's a youth pastor and um there's like maybe like 20 30 kids up front and i'm just in the back i'm like 60 rows back <laughs> and she she stops mid message and she looks back at me and i thought i was in trouble cuz i was sitting in the back and she didn't say anything she just marches all the way back to me she stops right next to me and my face is red. My heart's beating so fast. You know that feeling that you get before confrontation where your voice is shaky, your eyes are a little watery. <laughs> I'm like nervous. I'm like, please don't ask me something. Please don't. Because, you know, you're in junior high and like you just want to look cool in front of the girls, you know, and all that. I probably look super light. And she's like, I got the Lord pushed me here. I was like four or five hours. She's like, Lord pushed me here five hours early today. Lord brought me here five hours early today, brought me to this chair and made me pray for four hours for this, the person sitting in this chair. And she was, and she went off on all these things. You're going to, you're going to travel and preach. You're going to be preaching to, to nations. You're not even going to just preach to a state. You're going to be doing, she's like, there's things that have happened in your life because it's setting up the stage for where God is taking you. You're, you're going to advise churches. You're going to, you're going to advise pastors and, and networks, not even just churches, but networks of churches. And you're going to help pastors that lose their church. You're going to have, and she's just praying all. I didn't, I didn't know that that was called prophesying. I didn't know that she was saying all that. And it would happen other times in my life. And it happened later on. And I mean, word for word, different cities, different states, different everything. And that same word would keep coming back. And this year when I really was going through everything, I started to think to myself, was it just wrong? Was it, did I, did, and then I started to think that I failed to cultivate that. Did I fail to, to submit? Did I fail to, was I not in my word enough? Did I, was it sin, sin issues? Was I, was I falling in, in, into stuff that I just shouldn't have been doing, shouldn't have been thinking, should have been, you know, like what, what was going on? Am I just, was I a lost cause? And it affected my endurance. And it leads me to point one because a lot of these things, the reason why we have to get so close to the edge sometimes is because it brings out the authenticity of our willingness to partner with God in the things that he's promised us. Because if someone says to you, hey, can you go over to so-and-so's, they got $200 for you, Um, you're going to be like, "Uh, yeah, well, I'll like (laughs) – you know, like I'll run over there, like I'll do what I gotta go do, you know. But if someone's like, "Oh yeah, um, can you go over to someone says they got two hundred dollars, but you have to go through like five states, you gotta go fly to another country, you gotta fight like twenty ninjas or something, you gotta." It's be like, "Oh, what's going on? No, 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 I don't, I don't need two hundred dollars that bad. Like I don't, I'm all right." It, de- you know, our willingness to see the promise through depends on our ability to endure what it takes to get there. And that's why you see this. And there's two verses. There's a lot of verses about running. When I was, when I was preparing this, God had been putting this message on, on my heart for about a month or two. And, and I've had about, I think it's been about two months since I've, I've last, you know, given a message on Declare Victory. And, and in that time, <laughs> I was researching verses about running. I think I just typed into Google too verses about running a race. Cause like I, you know, when you vaguely remember reading something in the Bible, but you don't necessarily know the chapter or the verse or anything. So you just type into Google verse about, and Google already has a suggestion about it. Like exactly what you're thinking. And then you see like top 54 verses 
about eating clean, <laughs> whatever it is. So I type into Google, you know, versus the bell running a race. And so these two really stood out to me. And the first one is in, if, if you, fall, you are following along uh, in the Bible, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. And it's, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he promised. And Galatians chapter 5, verse 7, it brings in the running analogy. And this is all over the place. You were running well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? Endurance is so hard. I know that because I live on the second floor and I have to bring groceries up here. I know endurance, okay? <laughs> have you ever lived on the second floor, third floor, fourth floor, fifth floor, and you have to bring groceries in? Actually, as a matter of fact, have you ever just had to bring groceries into it? You know endurance if you've ever had to go grocery shopping before, okay? This is one of those things, I've never done this before, but I'd be like, can I get an amen? You know what I'm saying? Groceries, bringing them into a house requires endurance. There's times where I'm like 20 bags on each arm, my shoulders are all tightened up to my neck, and I'm walking up, and I'm like, God, please just make that, just help me make that last step. And you get in, and you're looking at your fingers, and there's cutting off circulation, your fingertips, and you need water. I don't know. I mean, it's just me. I'm just super out of shape. But endurance is really hard, right? And what I noticed is that when, now that we live on, we used to live on the third floor. And then we moved to the second floor because we needed a bigger space because we had the baby. And so like a year ago, we, we moved into a two bedroom. We had one bedroom when it was just me and my wife. And, and then once we knew we were going to have the baby, a little bit before the baby came, we moved into a two bedroom. So we, we went down to the second floor on the other side of our apartment complex. And so, but when we were on the third floor, though, I would barely make it up to the third floor, but I would breeze right past the second floor. But now that we're on the second floor, I kind of got a little bit lazy. And I don't really sometimes always make it up to the second floor with their groceries. I got to take a little break <laughs> on the little. I, I know that they, they design, architects design this second level of every set of two stairs for people like me who need to just... When you just take a breather, I see that SpongeBob meme where he's like taking a breather. <laughs> he's like blowing out the air and he's like, whew, like that. They, they, they designed that. They, they built that for people like me. And so that happens sometimes is that our, our perspective leading into point two affects our ability to endure. Right? Because if you know that you got to carry the groceries up three flights of stairs, you're going to make it easily past the first level. You're going to make it easily past the second. And as your body understands that you're close to the end, you're going to want to give up and take that little break right there, right? On, on this little, call it the Moses brake pad. That's what we're going to call that thing on staircases from now on. <laughs> think, and you're going to think about me the next time you're on a staircase. You're, you're going to think about that. You're going to take a little break. Um, we're going to call it the stair challenge. We're going to make that a thing on Facebook. I don't have Facebook or Instagram or any of that stuff anymore, but you know, maybe we can make it viral, but your perspective is going to affect your ability to endure. Absolutely. It's going to come back to that. And, and we see that in our verse in second Corinthians four eighteen. that is our verse. We're, we're claiming that today. An eternal perspective changes the way that we view things right now here and today. Okay. So, Think about that when, when you hear that, 2 Corinthians 4.18. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Okay, if your perspective 
is on the seen things in this challenge, if your perspective is on, I don't know how, if God has promised you a job, right, and a good one at that, that's going to that's gonna change your life, that's going to change your family's lives, and it's been hard and you've been bouncing from jobs, or maybe you just can't even get a job at all, um, and, and, and that one hits home because that was my promise. And um, you're going to, the seen things, the, the temporary things of this world are going to absolutely affect your perspective and your endurance on that. Because that one hits home. Because sometimes, I'm not trying to put anybody on blast, I'm putting myself on blast. Sometimes we're Christians until the money doesn't stack up, right? And then, and then we're back in the world. Sometimes we're Christians until we until we get collection notices, and sometimes we're Christians until like it's oh oh yeah yeah I, yeah I believe in God yeah I do you know declarations on um, declare victory, you know oh yeah I believe in God yeah I go yeah we do this we're just doing that until it gets tough to breathe financially, until we don't we don't have money for gas, until we're three months behind on bills, until and and it's because these seen temporary things are right up in our face, right? But the eternal things of God that echo out into eternity, the parts of us that are going to leak and survive and sustain long after our expiration date here on this planet, um, because our, the, our life here on earth is the first stage of our existence, right? And it's like, think about, think about a butterfly, right? Think about the cocoon and, and the whatever it, whatever it is, caterpillar. If, if caterpillar, I don't even know if they turn into butterflies. I don't know if that's the correct analogy, but um, think about that cocoon. This is that's what this life on earth here is. Those eternal things forever. Those things are being cultivated here and now, but we are so fixated on our cocoon. We are so fixated on the bills. We are so fixated on the hurt, on the pain, on the relationship, on the fighting. You know, all those things right now. We're looking at those things because they're seen things. But what is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. Okay? So that's what we need to do. We need to remember that our perspective needs to change, right? Remember the second floor and the third floor? The second floor is the seen thing, right? And the third floor is the eternal thing, right? And I was taking a break there on the second floor. I was gonna, Because my endurance was directly correlated. The ratio is directly correlated. I just said ratio because I want to sound smart. I don't even know if that makes sense. But the endurance and the perspective, they correlate. They're directly related because we have to remember that we are going to make it. We are going to breeze through these little scene temporary things when we are adjusting our focus in the middle of this promise on the eternal. Remember, if you are focusing right now on these scene temporary things, you're going to get gassed. You're going to get tired if you're focusing on these things. But when you Change your perspective now, okay? Point two, perspective, right here with me. Change it right now in Jesus' name. Change it to the eternal. You're going to make it through things. Well, what does that look like? That looks like translating, transforming, recycling your situation into knowing that what is God allowing me to go? Why is God allowing me to go through this in context to eternity? What is this doing to my spirit, my spirit man, my spirit woman, and in my case, spirit baby, because... I had a lot of growing to do, right? What is this doing to my spirit, baby? <laughs> you know, I'm not talking about Isabella. I'm not talking about my daughter. I'm talking about Moses was a spirit baby before some of these things. I thought I was a spirit grown man. I was walking around like, oh, 
like I was a spirit grown man. I was a spiritual toddler. <laughs> I was a 30 year old, 29 year old spiritual toddler. I'm 29. I'm not 30. All right. So, <laughs> so what, what, what do we got to do to change our perspective to make sure that we're not getting caught up on these same things? Because if we are consistently, habitually getting caught up on these same temporary items, there's not maturity there. There's maturity when we can endure a situation and understand that this situation has eternal ramifications. What are the eternal ramifications of the situation that we find ourselves in right now? Lord, in Jesus' name, in 2019, why can I not get a job? It's not about the job. I'm going to tell you that right now. The question we need to ask, Lord, God, because X, Y, Z is happening in life, what are you doing to my eternal self, my spirit, my person? What are you using this person that is opposing me so badly in the workplace? What are you using this for, Lord, for my eternal person, Lord, my spirit, Lord, that is going to reside with you in eternity, Lord? What is it about my character that, that needs to be fixed for this? It's the questions we ask ourselves, not why is this happening to me, God? Why, oh God, why? We're just like Psalm round two, just like, Lord, I'm in anguish over this. And like, the, and I'm dramatic. I love the book of Psalms because I'm, 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 I'm just dramatic, right? Like I'm, when I get sick, it's three weeks, hoodie on, blanket, the toilet paper rolled up in my nostrils. Like it's just the whole nine yards. We need to ask the questions that change our perspective to eternity rather than temporary. And that leads me into point three. Outside of endurance and perspective, you are going to be opposed. And, and if that is news to you, I hate to tell you, but in Ephesians chapter six, verse 12, you see, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So now we understand that our endurance and our promise and holding on to God for our promise and believing is directly correlated to our perspective, okay? We know that now. But there's also another element that is outside of us that is a third party that is an external team. <laughs> and I, want to, I use the word external team because this is an evil opposing external team. This is the enemy. We have an adversary fighting against us actively, and that is a reality. And I don't want to spend too much time just giving I don't want to give the enemy any credit. I don't, want to, I don't want to focus on that, but you need to be aware. You need to be conscious that you got jumped into the God gang and you got an opposing gang, okay? You, you got an enemy. You got, there's territory he doesn't want you in. There's things you represent, there's things you do that he opposes. There's people's lives that you're going to change in your promised land that he cannot have. Because here's the thing about a promise from God. It has um, clauses built into it. <laughs> if you will, okay? And one of those clauses built into a promise from God is that it will absolutely affect other people in a positive light. When you receive a promise from God, it will absolutely, 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 absolutely change the lives of the people around you in a better way. And it's just the nature of God. It's how he does. When God is, is like if he were to just put his foot on dying ground, it would immediately become green, beautiful grass and flowers and then the most beautiful things you can imagine and then a waterfall. And like, that's just the nature of God. It, if, if you can see that, visualize that in your mind. So when he comes into an area, there's so much things, there's revelation, there's, there's just clarity, there's peace, there's joy. There's these, what we call fruits of the spirit. 
So that is attached to everything that we walk in when we're in obedience to what God's will is for our life. And the promises are the activation points for those uh, being in the will of God, right? So it's like, oh, here's point A, promise A, and prom- going to leading to promise B, promise C. Well, you're being opposed and attacked every way from promise A to promise B to promise C because the enemy knows that you and you walking in the will of God for your life is going to absolutely positively impact people. Those promises that you want, they're, they're the clarity in looking upon the face of God and knowing that, wow, he's good. God is good. That's how he draws himself to each one of us is through the things that he reveals about his character as we walk through this thing called life, right? The enemy doesn't want that. Because if you walk in your promise, your faith grows. If you walk in your promise, your knowledge of God grows. If you walk in your promise, your understand your revelation, which is always dependent on scripture, it is going to become more clear. You understand scripture better. You're going to hold on to verses for the next 40, 50 years of your life. And you're going to, you know, get them, you know, put on paper and put on your wall. I have verses on our bedroom wall. <laughs> like people that probably walk in there, that are, you know, you know, friends or, you know, whoever, a babysitter, whoever walks in our bedroom and sees it like, whatever. Why do they have like framed notes? notes like notes ripped out of a book framed and like our my scribbly handwriting it changes us a promise from god changes us for the better the enemy does not want that transformation to happen so he opposes us and finally in our fourth and final point we have warfare so with with this endurance being an issue and then with opposition what do we do what is our warfare think of warfare more so don't necessarily think of warfare as, as fighting us on our own power. Think of warfare as a response. That's what I would say in this situation. Think of, because sometimes, I mean, you know, like I said, if you're the scared of confrontation type, your voice gets shaky, eyes get watery a little bit. Like, um, you know, you're like me, <laughs> a confrontation person. You know, warfare could be an inten- intimidating thought, right? But it's the way we war that is very beautiful. And and Second Corinthians, uh, later on in the chapter, talks about that. And, and I want to illustrate the wording that was used in the original text to talk about how we do so, okay? So in Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 through 5, and we're going to close with this point. Uh, is point 4 is warfare. Second um, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 through 5, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but might through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself, exalts itself, exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience to Messiah. I don't know what translation that, that was. That is definitely a different one. It's not your average translation, but that word strongholds, Let's focus in on that word real quick. What does that mean to the Greeks? What does that mean to the author at this time in the world? What is their translation of that word today? What does that mean? It is a thought. A stronghold is a mental thinking pattern that that plants itself in your head, and then from that place, bad thoughts go out of. That is what a stronghold is. How relevant is that in 2019, right, where we've we have a generation that has romanticized bad mental health, right? Where um, truthfully people will, will romanticize depression as a way of 
of camaraderie as a way of com- finding community with another person. It's, it's, an, it's a thing in, with millennials and younger generations. How crazy is it that the war that we fight is in our mind, is in our spirit out there? That, that's the receptacle, right? That's where our spirit is, right? Our entire theology, our entire relationship with God, everything is through our brain. The enti- our interaction with the world, our interaction with everything is entirely through our brain. And that's the place where the battle takes place, right? So that's the place where the enemy says, well, 10 years ago, you failed in this and then you're not going to do that. That is a stronghold. A stronghold is the thing that says is the reason why you have anxiety every day because you don't know how you're going to pay that bill that you're three months behind and they're already sending you letters and they're calling you and you're afraid that it's going to hit your credit. And that, that anxiety that you wake up with every morning because you're still in, in a bad position and you're even worse off than you were, that is a stronghold. And what it's doing is it's exalting itself against the truth of God. And truth is unity with God. Truth is operating in absolute harmony with what God has spoken over your life. And that is what a promise is. And a promise is the communication that we have with God for us to fight against that stronghold that has planted itself in our mind. That is our warfare. So how do, how do we respond in that situation? Bring every thought captive to the Messiah. Bring every thought, make it submit to the, the truth of Jesus Christ, to the cross. Make it some, okay, so now we know A and C. What's B? Okay, so A is we have a stronghold. We have a thought process that is saying, oh, that person's never going to change. Oh, I'm never going to get that job. Oh, I'm never going to break through. Oh, we have this issue. Oh, we have that. Yada, 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 yada. Whatever it is, all the fear, the anxiety, the stress, the worry, those are all coming from a stronghold. Those are all a mental thought process that you have that you have allowed to run rampant. When you have a bad day because you've been thinking about all the negative stuff, it's because that stronghold is from a stronghold is where an army attacks from. A stronghold is back in the day, they'd get a stronghold and once they can get one of those, their army could fight from that place against the opposing army, right? And so that's what the enemy is doing. He's trying to take real estate in our mind and our spirit. Because if he can get you to think bad, he can get you to live bad. And if he can get you to think sad, he can get you to live sad. Okay, so we know that we need to get that stronghold. The way we fight that is not carnal. We don't we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Our our warfare is not carnal. Okay, it's it's in spirit. It's in our thought. Okay, it's in the way we're thinking. It's in the way we believe what we believe about ourselves. How do we fight that? I'm going to close with this, and then I'm going to just real quick recap before we get into discussion. We have to bring it in and subject it, bring it into, and make it submit to the truth of Jesus Christ crucified. Okay, how do we do that? How do we do that? Okay, because what are you just going to tell your thought? Hey, Jesus, crossed, Jesus died for me on a cross. Yes. Now, how do we break that down pragmatically? How do we break that truth down pragmatically as it pertains contextually to each thing that attacks us? Okay, when you get that thought that says that promise from God is not going to happen, so you need to do X, Y, Z. This is what you need to do. You need to speak out in Jesus' name the truth. I don't care if you're walking to the BART at 7 a.m. I don't care if you're in traffic for 45. Bay Area traffic is nasty. I know a lot of our listeners are in the Bay Area. I don't care if you're 45 minutes in to a two and a half hour traffic drive, a commute to a traffic drive, a commute to work. If you get that thought, you need to speak it out. 
you need to say, no, in Jesus' name, I am going to actually walk in that. No, in Jesus' name, I'm never going to go back. I'm, in Jesus' name, I'm never going to experience this again. The enemy wants that thought to become a reality to you, and he wants you to live your life around that fear. Because even if you don't walk into that fear, you'll come pretty darn close. And God wants you to live your thought process and your thought life in your life in response to his promise because you are going to walk into that and your life's going to reflect it. You see where there's a pool? We can go either way. We can take door on the left or door on the right. Okay, you have to speak to that thought process. And in closing, I want to close with that. The way you bring these, you the way you persevere, the way you endure is you fix your perspective on what's eternal. You find out, God, why am I going through this? Earn my process and my promise. Why do I not? Why am I so tired, Lord? Why do I want to quit? Why do I want to give up on the way to this promise? You fix your what is the truth of God? What is it? What is the Bible saying right now? What is it? What is Christ crucified saying? Okay, we're being opposed in that process. And finally, we war by the way we think, by the way we live our life. You know, sometimes some of us got clean instantly because we just the truth of God just came on us in that moment and we just knew oh, I don't need it anymore I don't need to do it anymore I still remember the day I quit smoking I've been smoking for almost 13 years and I remember being it, my life was being turned around and like I just remember praying and I remember clearly clearly in my spirit feeling God tell me crush crush your box of cigarettes you don't need those anymore and I was just like Okay, so I just crushed the box of cigarettes, threw it away, never bought another pack of cigarettes again. It's been, man, I was like 23. It's been like six years since I bought a pack of cigarettes. I mean, it's been, it's been amazing, but it was because that truth came to me. And we live our life in response to God's truth, not to what we think, not to what the enemy, those strongholds, those little thoughts of fear, anxiety, you got to fight them. That's what's prescribed by clinical psychologists a lot of times is meditation. But what we do as Christians, our meditation is not just clearing out the thoughts and bad thoughts and taking account and all that. But what it is is that we're actually truly replacing it with the fruits of the Spirit. We're replacing it with Scripture. We're replacing it with what God says. What's God's promise? What does God say about this? Because God's Word the Bible does talk about every single thing. We have a promise for every situation. Like we have a promise for everything that we can walk into in our life. And every promise that is specific contextually to us will always agree with the Bible. Okay, so that's the thing that we have to remember. When you start to feel yourself going to that dark place and, and you can't sleep and you get up and you start pacing around or you got to go do something, you got to go get in the car or something because you, you're feeling fear, you're feeling anxiety, you feel like quitting, you feel like giving up. You need to vocally affirm God's word. You need to speak it out. The, the you know a lot of people will will use affirmations. We use scripture, okay, and and build that into your affirmation. Build build scripture, God's word, God's promise into that, and and speak directly to that thought process that you have, and fight it with God's word. You fight it with what God has said, and then what happens is your conscious mind that is speaking out this scripture that is speaking out God's word, you're going to, you're going to condition your subconscious mind. So when a situation comes up, you're not going to be scared because you've spoken God's word so much that your body just knows it as the real truth now. So when you see counterfeit truth, which is a other word for that is a lie and you're being attacked, what's going to happen is your body's going to immediately identify and be like, that's not going to happen to me. <laughs> that's not true. That's not real because I know God's word. I know what is true. I know what is real. So I want to leave with that today. 
might might actually revisit this subject next month, but um, I'm I'm going to pray on that a little bit more. But I want to thank you guys for listening in. I I'm not even sure if I went over today. I don't know what the new. I'm still learning new structure. Moni specifically texted me last night, and asked me, "Don't talk about the new structure or make fun of it," because she knows I'm, you know, I'm a little jokester like that. But I'm not going to do that. But I want to thank everybody for calling in. Um, you know, uh, we're going to go. I'm, I, I believe we're about to go right into the love, life, and victory portion right now. So before I go into that, just real quick recap: we talked about the unseen. What what are we not seeing? And our, our vision to, to accomplishing what God has called us to do. We have point one, we talked about endurance. Point number two, we talked about changing our perspective, eternal perspective. Three, we are being opposed. And four, how do we respond to all of this? It's our thinking. Our thought process has to get healthy. And that and that. And I'm I'm not I'm telling you, I walked into that promise. My life is absolutely different than it was six months ago, seven months, eight months ago. And this is a promise I've been fighting for for the last five, six years. Okay, years. And some people, that five or six years is a third of what they've been fighting for. You've got to stand on top of Scripture. You've got to change your perspective. And you've got to take every thought captive. Every thought needs to be taken captive. Do not let it run wild without your consent, without your knowledge, without you, without, don't let your thoughts go there. You've got to take it into captivity. So thank you guys. That's the end of today's message. And uh, now I guess we're going to go straight into love, life, victory. And uh, before we get into that, I just want to do a real quick second greeting. I know we had an earlier greeting. We allowed everybody just say a quick hello. If you didn't get to say hello earlier, if you just came in right now, um, go ahead and, and say hi. We want, to, we want to say hi to you. So we'll take a couple seconds for that. Good morning. Oh, what's up, Neff? Good morning. Good morning, Sunshine. It's Krishanda. So good to hear your voice. Hey, hey, morning, Krishanda. Good morning. This is Pam. That was awesome declaration. Welcome back, Moses. Love you, family. Good morning, Pam. Good morning, good morning, good morning Barbara. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Sorry about that, Lord. I, I was I got a jump there. Thanks. No worries. Saturday. I just wanted to jump on and give Moses some love. Love you so much. When I heard you were going to be on this morning, I was so excited. I'm an old lady, and you're a young man, and you're just so relatable. So I love your transparency, and keep on keeping on. Love you, bro. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. It's good to have everyone on. And- it's just, it's all family, you know, I, and I want to thank everybody. If you're, it's your first time calling, don't, don't be nervous. You know, we're, we we do not bite. We, you know, this is a, this is a judge free zone. We, we love everybody. We've had just such a great, great, rich history on, on Declare Victory. So I want to thank everybody for that. Um, so now we're going to get into uh, my, uh, our, our production team is telling me that we had a second greeting there, which I got correctly. So happy about that. And I believe that now we will go into love, life, victory. I know they'll let me know if, if we're not, <laughs> that's not correct in our, in our process. My bad. I probably should have familiar, familiarized myself a little better with that. But what I want to do right now is I want to just take some time to hear from you. I want to hear what God has done in your life. What, what does that make you think of? What, maybe something you've been through, maybe something you want to 
just share that God, God put on your heart with all that. So, um, just if we could just kind of have a little bit of order there, if you hear somebody go through, you know, just make sure we're all on mute so we can hear everybody clear. This is recorded. We, we do have a lot of people that listen to the playback. So if you could just make sure you're, you're on mute, if you're not actively sharing and speaking. So thank you everybody. And, um, yeah, I now open the call. Good morning. How you doing, Airman? How you doing, sir? It's good to hear from you. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it has been a while, man. I'm, I'm, it's great to hear your sound, man. Wonderful uh, declaration, man. You gave us a lot. You gave us a lot. I be keep telling people, man, don't sleep on Sabbath because it's, it's <laughs> great stuff on here. Um, man, I, I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you uh, what I'm going through right now is just, is just. Really, me and my wife really just started to to implement the stuff that um that we're going to be starting for 2020. Uh, what I had to do really is is that because you know I'm figuring that I'm I'm the man that I have to be not only the the the, the vision holder, you know that I I have to be the one that 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 takes everything and 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 puts it all together. And write write it all down, and you know I had to come to to the um to the realization that that's not my gift, you know what I'm saying that's not my mm-hmm. gift, and so what I was doing in the years that we were married and before that we always got to um got together and saying, look, you know what is our vision, what we're going to do is you know i i I kind of monopolized every aspect of it. And 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 when I came to the realization that listen, I'm not letting my wife do her uh, what she was gifted to be, and because I wasn't allowing that, uh, it wasn't it wasn't building her confidence. Mm. And so God has been really speaking directly to her, and and for this year, she really kind of took the reins. You know what I'm saying? Not that she just 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 said, "Look, I'm 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 the boss. I'm doing all this." No, but she really kind of really just just started operating in her gift and in that aspect, you know. And it was really able, and it really enabled me to to really kind of look and 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 look back and 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 kind of reevaluate and say, "Okay, I was able to speak it," and then you know she was able to write it down, and it, it seems so much clear we work so much more together you know what i'm saying i understand that i'm the leader of the family i understand i'm the moral compass compass in which our family navigates you know what i'm saying in terms of of kingdom family but a good leader always knows should know the the, uh, the strengths um it's it's enough for me to have the vision, but sometimes a, a visionary needs an administrator. Sometimes a visionary mm. don't like to hand over their baby, and I talked about that a, a, a couple of days ago. Sometimes we don't like to hand over our baby, but sometimes we don't know how sometimes to raise that baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the yeah. birth. And so when so we were at um we were at Denny's, I think a couple of days ago. In fact, we we um. We ran into some people with a victor, and it was good to to have them see us kind of do do this do this thing with this vision. So she was able to. Um, long story short, she was able to kind of really organize, you know, what we wanted to do, kind of really lay it down in in a way that both of us could understand. And I think that this time, you know, we're we're going to be able to to go off and do that. And she kind of like she's kind of like my accountability partner. 
You know, because yeah. I'll say it, man. I'll, and I'm 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 a person that is okay. I keep it in my head. Right, Bible, right. Write the vision down. Write the vision down. You know what I'm saying? So I can see it. And so for me, and I think for us, that writing that vision down means that we can refer it to it. It's something bringing that unseen to the seen aspect. And yeah, that way, absolutely. It kind of holds us more accountable. You know what I'm saying? And she's, I think she's really thriving in that. So I'm letting her go ahead and do that. And then, you know, she'll let Eric remember that. And then, you know, instead of just saying okay and pushing it back into the clutter of my thoughts, I can look back and say, okay, all right, let's go ahead and do this. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm feeling good. More importantly, my wife is feeling, you know, um, good. She's feeling like, you know, we're going to fulfill some things and that uh, we, we've got some really uh, great ideals, and we're looking forward to 2020. We're, we're set. We're, we're prepared. So, um, And I'm putting this out there, um, you know, for the witnesses that, you know, that me and my wife, we're going to be doing things on on Facebook and everything. And so you'll be hearing more of uh, uh, me and Juliet uh, 2020 as we and, – and keep us in prayer as we – Fulfill, you know, what God has purposed us to be as as a married couple and individually. So there mm. you go. God bless mm. you, man. I love you. Wow. You. Great declaration. <laughs> well, Amen, Eric. That's awesome to hear, man. I'm I'm happy for the I'm happy for the family. I believe in that, and I'm I'm excited to to hear that. And I know that you guys are going to absolutely. I know you guys are going to kill it. You know, I just believe in you both so much, and and it really is great to hear from you. And, um, I was even thinking about you about you guys recently and just, you know, just, you know, just thinking about you guys, putting, you know, just being on my heart. And I just really just want to say I just, just love you guys so much. And you guys have always just poured into me over the years. And it's really great to hear your voice. And, and I believe in those ventures for you guys. And, and I can relate as well, because especially this year um, and just going through everything, my wife was just such a rock. She was just the one that was like, hey talk to me. Where are you at? Where's your mind at? Because I would just like, I would shut down, you know? And like, I think that's what happened is like, I wouldn't, like you were saying, like I would internalize everything. It would just be in my head. In my head, it was like a circus. Like it was going crazy. But me, I'm just sitting on the couch or like, I'm just kind of there on the laptop or like, I'm not really talking at an event or something. And she'd be like, Hey, where are you at? What's going on with everything? Are you okay? And, and just being that rock and being that strength. And, and she's just so wise and discerning and, She's got like powerful like discernment of spirits. Like she's just like really, really like God really uses her in that. So I can never lie to her. Like I can never say, No, I'm all right, I'm all right or like this, she immediately knows. Or she'll call she'll even text me, call me something, what's going on? You know, like we're, we're and I'm just like, Yeah, I'm just I'm getting attacked right now, you know, and like you know, we, we lean on, on our partner for that, we lean on our community for that, we lean on our accountability partners for that and, and those things and, and yeah, I, I see that accountability, family and community have been huge in this promise and, and walking into where I'm at today now. And, and yeah, that's absolutely true. Leaning on those around us. So thank you so much for illustrating that. Um, it's good to hear from you guys again. Does anybody else have anything they'd like to share with, uh, good morning. With us today? Good, morning. good morning. It's Dondria. Um, good morning uh, family. I just wanted to say me and my sister were in Denny's. I love you guys to declare victory. You guys don't know you're helping me to define my gifts and sharpen my gifts. And some things you've, I've lived with 
all of my life and just didn't know what it was. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to grow. I love that you said it was a circus in your head, Moses, because I, I feel the same thing sometimes. Um, I know I need to do some things differently. But my sister and I witnessed um, Eric and Juliet doing their thing. And how did I know? I told her. I said, they're working on their 2020 goals. I knew it. Mm -hmm. Eric, that was so, so dope. I'm so excited for you you and Juju. Um, you just made my heart leap. Um, I could just hear the difference in your sound and your voice, the confidence that you have because you let your wife um, take the reins and do what she's supposed to do. Like you said, you're building her confidence, watching her with the water of the word. I just love it. You woke me up. I mean, I was feeling a little sluggish. You just inspired me. Go, uh, Sarge, Juju, I'm looking forward to 2020. Keep sharpening that vision. Love you, Moses. It's wonderful to hear from you. Your spirit, baby, that is so dope. That's funny. You had me cracking up. <laughs> I have to work on my spirit, baby, too. Love you, family. Hey, we all, we all do. It's, it's inventory. We just got to take inventory. Yeah, it's great to hear from you. It really is. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that uh yeah i just just you know like i said er earlier today like it really this is a family you know we support each other and, and so much and and i gotta just be real there's been so many i won't put them on blast just out, out of respect for their privacy but so many family members on declare victory that have just i mean i'm talking absolutely absolutely God brought the manna through you guys in some hard seasons through some some just friends that I, I have on, and, and have developed on some friendships that have developed on Declare Victory that have just totally been there for me and my family through through such a hard season in our life and just a hard year. And man, I don't know where we would be without the help of friends and family from Declare Victory. So it, it's amazing having that support. And um, yeah, absolutely. Just so thankful for everyone and, and just each other and just, you know, pushing each other towards that. And, and I believe in you, Eric and Julia. I'm, I'm going to be keeping my eye out for all that because, man, we just love you guys, you know. So does anybody else have anything they'd like to share? Anything you want to add? Yeah, I know it was a lot today, but, um. oh, yeah, was it somebody? It's Krishanda. I just want to say thank you for your share. I'm so glad to hear your voice. Um, just to hear the music in your voice, the joy in your voice, um, I believe. You know, it just encourages my belief, right? Um, so I just wanted to say thank you. It was a great declaration. Um, one of the things that you asked about, I mean, the questions that you posed, I didn't quite, I think I wrote it, but I um, would like you maybe to elaborate on it. It was the question about the unseen. It was asking, let me just look at my notes, about the that eternity. There was a question about eternity. Um, I'm sorry, I thought I had it. Uh, do you recall the one that you, you said asked the question about eternity, something about? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what what is this asking God in a, in the context of a situation? What does this have to do with my eternal person? And and that's okay. what I kind of was talking about after a little bit after that. Internal or internal? You said in, what are you saying, person? My spirit person, just the, the okay. inside of me that you know the the parts of yeah, me yeah. that that God is working on deep down, you know. Okay. Yeah, I can elaborate okay. on that absolutely. Um, so there, and and thank thank you for. Um, Thank you, Krishna, for 
for just the encouragement and everything. I, I really appreciate that. And, um, I, you know, what it is, is I, I look at things differently now when I see that what God is using that person or that scenario or that situation for is not what I think it is. You know, seen versus unseen, eternal versus temporary. A lot of times what I've learned and noticed, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a small example, but a lot of times it's for, it's for our eternal person. What is that doing? And I've, I've shared this illustration, this example before, but it's, it still rings true, I believe, is I, I read a lot from, from Graham Cook. He's my favorite author, uh, just really my favorite speaker. I just listen to him a lot. He's really, he's really great. I encourage you, if you're into the prophetic ministry, we, you need at least one Graham Cook book in your house. And he is, he's this guy's the truth. He's just really genuinely has a heart after God, a pure heart after God. Um, he's talking about in one of his prophetic books, how he started a prophetic class. And in this class, he had three guys that were like just tough theologian guys, like that were just like really just disagreed with everything and just, well, I don't know if this is that. I don't know if that's this and that, or where, where do you see that at? And all these things just really challenging him. And they signed up for his class and he would, he would teach a prophet um, training class of course. And he would, he would just equip young prophets and teach them and train them. And, and just, and just a lot of people in, in, in the prophetic and just operating from sound prophecy. So these three guys would go to every single class and everything he would talk about their hands would always go in there. They'd always challenge him. They weren't taking this class. To, to learn. They were taking this class to challenge him. And it drove him to the point where he was just so frustrated, felt so broken, felt so like attacked. Um, he wanted to quit. He wanted to shut the school down. He wanted to stop teaching the class. He wanted to stop doing everything. He was just so hurt. And these guys would just constantly just very viciously attack him. And um, one night he said he had a dream where he was sitting next to God and, and just he felt God tell him in that dream, do you want to see, do you want to see something? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And, and God ushers out for a, a huge, beautiful block of marble to come out. And, and he said, he saw these angels bring out a block of marble and, and that God looked at him and said, watch this. And, and he, these hands came out of nowhere. They, they appeared out of nowhere with chiseling tools and started chiseling this beautiful piece of marble and they're creating this beautiful, beautiful statue, he said. And when the statue was done being chiseled and shaped, it was Graham. It was him. He was looking at himself, a, a beautiful marble statue of himself. And God told him, asked him, do you want to see how I did that? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. And the hands materialized bodies. And the bodies belonged to the three guys that were in the class. And so what happened is he realized and wept for them because he realized his temporary vision of this. And, and now I'm, I'm starting to plug it into what today's message. But the way I perceive that is that absolutely fits into today's message because that, that can be seen as temporary worldly things right in front of us. Right. Like if you have opposition in the workplace, if you have you have somebody that is just like talking like. In Spanish culture, we call it talking papas about somebody. You know, you're like talking crap about somebody. You're like gossiping about somebody. It's you have somebody doing that about you. You know what I mean? Like you have somebody like saying that stuff behind your back or something. 
you're looking at it like, what is this person's problem with me? What do they have against me? Mm-hmm. But you don't know that really God could be building, God could be breaking down a fear of man inside of you, though. God could be breaking down, uh, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the way That's we true. look at our problems, you know, it's the way we look at mm-hmm. these things. We have to be eternally minded with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, 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 very good. That's true. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And um, do we have anybody else? Any Anything Anything else anybody would like to add? Hi, Mo. Good morning. It's Moni. Oh, hey, Moni. What's up? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Oh, sorry. By uh, the way, I got I to gotta throw out apology, everybody. I'm sorry <laughs> for making fun of the, the structure, acting like I know. I know you told me not to do that, but I just had to get that little inside joke in there. That's okay. Um, good message today. I mean, not only was it good points that you gave us, these are actually, <clears throat> this is actually truth. I mean, this is, this is stuff that is real and we all go through it. Um, we all have to go through it at some point. Others run from it. I know people who are running from it because they don't want to deal with life. So they don't want to deal with opposition. They don't want to deal with warfare. They don't know how to bring stuff into perspective. And they certainly don't know how to endure. I mean, a lot of these stuff is, this is basic instructions for life. You know, how to get us through, get us through life, you know, so that we can get to that vision and see that vision that God has for us. Um, So many things you said, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to go through all of them, but um, this is just really um, stuff that'll help save our lives, you know, bringing them out to the surface for us. Um, I actually right. remember, I think it was Pastor Carol that had told you, that had prophesied over you uh, back then, if I'm not mistaken, right? It was uh, Pastor John Pastor, uh, Sousa's wife. Yeah, Pastor Carol Sousa. Yeah, so I remember that. And uh, it's crazy how there have been prophecies over us before, and we forget them we forget them so we don't know how to hold on to those promises because life goes on and it happens and we forget what someone said to us that's why it's so good to write to record it or write it down mm-hmm. and really make it happen you have to make it happen you're responsible for making it happen if you want to see it come to fruition and um it's great to see yours playing out because you know i forgot all about that until you brought it up today but she did say all that and it's great that you persevered and you pushed through you know, even though you didn't even know that you were doing it. Um, so it's great to see that standing in the background watching it all happen. But um, in any case, I, I really like what you brought up today. The stuff is life changing. We have to really put it into play. You know, we have to change our perspective all the time. Every day on the daily, I have to change my perspective, especially when <clears throat> when you got discernment and, you, and you're walking your life and you're living your life. Um, with a gift of discernment that you've activated. There's constantly things coming my way, whether I'm driving or I'm just in a room, you know, um, I'm just getting discernment all the time. And so I have to really, um, I have to really look at it as why is this happening? What's the purpose and what can I do to help it? What can I do to change it? What can I do to make a difference? Right. Um, so yeah, so there's just so many areas that you brought up. Um, even with the warfare, where you know we have to take every thought captive um, and make it submit to the truth of 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 Christ. I mean, that's on the daily. That's on the daily, and um, you know we can prophesy in that area as well. 
you know, we can prophesy in that area. There's so many opportunities that you spoke about today that are just very life-changing. And I just want to thank you for listening to God, because I know that you listen to God. I know that you purposefully sought out the Lord on what to say today. I know there's people going to be listening to this playback who are going to be able to use these tools. So I just wanted to thank you for listening to the Lord. Um, Thank you for, you know, coming back. I know you took a little break because of the baby um, and getting your days situated, but I just want to thank you. You were never lost from our memory um, on the call. So um, I love you, Mom. Thanks, Mom. I love you, too. <laughs> I, um, well, uh, me and Isabella will FaceTime you later, but, you know, I, I, I think the biggest thing that I, I hear in that that I really, I, I can just to- totally resonates with me is, is, yeah, absolutely just really putting into perspective because, you know, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Now that we're in the Love Life, um, you know, uh, Love Life and Victory portion, I can kind of just share a little bit more of what I've been through, why I came here. And and I really do encourage you to listen back to today's playback, even if you were on today, because there was so much information that was packed in. And, and I apologize for that, but I just had so much on my heart, so much that I wanted to pack in. And like, I, I know that it was kind of fast. It was kind of long. So I really encourage you to listen back. But um, I've been praying for a job for like a really full time job, like a really like career great job, like full everything dental, medical benefits, like uh, just a company I love. I, I, I love being a part of, of a company. I've just, I've been praying for that for probably about six years Pro- and actually really probably longer since college, like early college days. And like, I just always felt that call. And I knew that part of my calling was to also start a company, which I have done. And, you know, it's been doing, it's been doing really good, you know, but I knew in my calling in my life was I was going to travel and be a part of a team and like, doing all this stuff. And, and I can't tell you how much that had come under attack. Like, I mean, just so much. And my promise, I know everybody's promise is different. Some people's promise is a wife. Some people's promise is a husband. Some people's promise is like to start a company. Some people's promise is to have their son or daughter saved or to come back to the Lord maybe, or maybe, and some people's promises is like a health breakthrough for it. It all looks different for each one of us because our lives are different and what God's doing in each one of our lives is the same on our overall scale, but it's different contextually. Right. Um, because for some people, they already have a job like that. So like, that's not their promise. But for me, that was my promise. And that promise had come under attack so many times. And I have such a huge praise report to give you guys because I've had so many points in my life, you know, Krishanda, Andrew, so many of you guys that, that really just, uh, just so many, so many to name, you know, that have helped and poured into my family during this process and time that we were holding on for this promise. But um, I'm standing in our office right now in our house, the same one I thought we were going to be evicted from. And I'm looking in our office, I'm looking down at my offer letter from the best job I have ever, that I've ever even, I'm talking everything all across the board everything I've looked Yay! for that I'm talking in Jesus name, right? And this is a really huge praise report in the same house that I thought we were going to get evicted from that. I thought we weren't going to, because I, I had to borrow money to get formula for my baby. I'm being honest with you guys. I'm being transparent with you guys. That same house that I was on the floor with my wife praying and crying together because we didn't know how we were going to make it. 
that same house now I'm standing literally looking down right now at the offer letter. Dear Richard. Also, by the way, my, my first name is Richard. It's not Moses for a lot of you that don't know that Moses is my middle name, but I've never gone by Richard, but saying, dear Richard, um, we're pleased you're considering the company. Uh, I won't say it for employment. Look forward to the opportunity to work with you. And then a two page offer letter. That is God. You guys, that is absolutely God because I've been fighting for that offer letter for the last six years. I walked in that and now I'm starting on the 30th at a company that is going to let me work from home twice a week. I, I only got to commute to the office three times. My, my family is entirely covered. We, my wife doesn't have to work anymore. And I'm telling you, I did not, I wanted to quit and give, I'm, I'm going to be completely hundred percent honest with you guys. There was times where I didn't even know if I believed in God anymore because it had gotten so hard. I had been so broken. I had been such a dark place. There were seasons where I was like, do, place, do companies even hire people anymore? Like, how do you even get a job? Do you need to, like, blackmail somebody? Like, how does it happen? I'm talking thousands of job applications. I've went on interviews that I was overqualified for. I went on interviews that I was underqualified for. I went on interviews where I was the exact perfect match. There couldn't have been anybody. They could have went into a lab and created someone, and that person still would have been in second place to me for that job, and it didn't work out. So many no's, so many doors shut, so many times where I had to receive something at the perfect time because God put on that person's heart to give us something. And it was the exact to the penny, you guys, I'm telling you, the penny, exactly what we needed, exactly to the penny what we needed. There were so many days where I just wanted to quit, where I wanted to give up. And I'm looking at it on the other side now, and I'm saying to you, God can't. God can. The saying, the common saying is, but God, but the new saying is God can though. God always has been. He always will be. He always will do it. And I'm telling you this right now, I'm not better than anybody. I didn't, I didn't pray a specific prayer. I didn't, I didn't do it. So I just kept doing my thing, kept tithing, kept believing, kept holding on, kept pouring into people, kept worshiping. I woke up every day and thank God for my baby's health. I woke up every day and thank God for my wife. I woke up God I woke up and thank God that I wasn't dead or in prison or hurt or or just all the craziest. I just thanked God for every little thing I had left. I was going to thank God for this house every day up until the day we got kicked out. And then even after that I was going to thank him that we even had it. I thanked God that the that the electricity was still on that it didn't get turned off and it came so close we're getting notices. I thank God I don't even have the same phone. Like, I lost my phone in that process. My phone got shut off. Like, I mean, I'm telling you the truth. Like, I lived it. I'm not better than anybody. But I, all I did was hold on to God's promise. And every time a thought came against me and said, you're not going to get a job. You guys are going to get kicked out. You're going to be on the streets with your family. You're going you're gonna to go back to it. You came from it. You're going to go back to it. And I'm like, no, in Jesus' name, I'm not. And you fight it. And you fight it with the, when those thoughts come up and say, while your son's gonna, your son's gonna end up dead or in prison. Your son, this is gonna happen. In Jesus' name, no, he's not. You know, oh, your husband's gonna leave you. In Jesus' name, no, he's not. Your wife's gonna leave you. In Jesus' name, no, she's not. You need to fight those things. You need to stand on top of God's promise. And I'm telling you, as somebody who made it, I made it. I'm just, I'm just being real with you. I'm, I walked into my promise. I walked in, and I'm gonna walk in on the 30th in person. And I'm telling you guys the truth, like. It happens. God answers prayers in 2019. God answers prayers in 2020. God fulfills promises. He gave me that promise years ago. I saw it 
And when I walked in, and, and my gift is vision. My, it's funny that that's our theme, but my, God shows me things. Sometimes, a lot of times before they happen, God shows me these things. That's how he uses me. And in the body of Christ, that's how he uses me. And I teach what I see. And I saw that company. I saw that company. And then I walked in that company. And then that company told me to come back every day. <laughs> and then that company gave me paperwork that's going to make it official. God answers prayers. I want you to believe that. I want you to stand on top of that today. Because even the job itself, I'm not even entirely qualified for. But I know that God's doing it. I know that God's going to be the one that's going to qualify me. I know that he's going to use me to reach people in that office. And I saw it all already. And it's like you, if you want to quit sometimes, you know, like you really, it's really, it's hard. No one's blaming you for wanting to quit, you know, no one's blaming you for wanting to give up. It's hard. It is so hard. It is so hard. But all I know is that God will come through for you. I, I can't tell you when he will, but I know that he will. That's all I know is that he will do it. And it has nothing to do with you. You can't manipulate him into it. You can't force him into it. You just got to be thankful and you just got to praise him and you just got to trust him and it's going to happen. So do we have any closing thoughts? Um, we're about to close out in prayer and I want to pray that. I want to, I want to pray that blessing over you. Um, I, I really want to get into that. I'm, so I woke up excited today to pray this blessing over each and every person over your own individual promise, because if your promise is as special to you as, as mine is and has been to me and my family, then I'm excited to partner with you. So if we have any last closing thoughts before I get into that prayer, please feel free to share. Hey, Moses, this is Mona Moses. How you doing? Hey, Mona. Hey, and you always, you know, I was just listening to you. And what I'm so grateful for you guys also is what God, the peace that he gives us. Because mm-hmm. why yesterday, you know, the enemy, you know, it's a trip because I've been such on a, a spiritual high of, of where my father is taking me, how he's been keeping me and and you know the the vision he's been giving me of who where he's taking me, you know, and, and everything you guys and and um yesterday, you know, I I'm just tell, I'm not telling this for no pity or anything, you guys. I'm just telling you because y'all my family. Yesterday the the P, the, the my PGD had got cut off. And I was just like, Whoa, like what the heck? I was so used to um when I moved here, you guys, I moved here in um April when I transferred the services that I changed the name to my daughter name and I forgot to add my son to it as the care because of his disability um onto the care package. Make a long story short, I um last month had made arrangements. But for my daughter baby shower I was a little short on on, on my payment. So but times before when I have done that they had allowed me to, you know, next payday I was able to pay it. But this time they didn't you know, life was off. I was like, Whoa, never just say you know, it never happened to me. So I'm like, Oh my God, what I'm gonna do? I called them, they wanted five hundred and thirty five dollars. <laughs> Literally. I only had seven hundred in my account. I was like, No, this cannot be happening right now. Haven't got my son not one thing for Christmas. Not one thing. And that's all I was gonna use a little bit of that just became a couple of things, right? But in the midst of that, it's a trip because before y'all, that would have just tipped me over. That would have made me just go pity party, wah, wah, wah. oh my God, all that stuff. But in the midst of that, y'all, I was so grateful. I felt his peace. I felt him say it's good. It's going to be all right. Cushions ain't about gifts, about me. 
You know, it's mm-hmm. about me. Talk about me. Most of me doing that anyway. Like, all other things was coming in my mind. But the main thing was, well, the peace that I felt inside my heart. And, and that ain't never, I ain't never experienced that, you guys. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just so grateful. I'm just, to me, that's a praise report. You know, I'm so grateful for that, that the, the anxiety wasn't trying to take me out to make me try to go figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And, Come on. Oh, I'm just so grateful for that peace. It was just like I just started thinking, like, wait a minute. Let me listen to, to, to my God. What did God say? Let me get in the Word and figure out what did he say do. And it was just like I just just started reading in my – I got um, my Bible in my um, phone. And I just, just started scrolling and reading it. And then just, it was just all of a sudden I just felt peace like like never before. Like it's all right. And I just mm-hmm. wanted this one. And I just still don't even feel like, you know, I'm just, I'm just, I can't help but to compare – to that that old me, you guys, which I'm so grateful for who I am today. That's why I'm just sharing that part for sure because it's such a blessing to get his peace in the midst. He never told me. He never. That that was his promise. He promised he was gonna give me peace. So I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful for that peace of not um, flipping out and, and making my kids um, feel like it's the end of the world. Because of what happened. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Yeah, I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful. And I'm also grateful for the vision. That's why I know he's trying to get me off track. Because cause God has given me vision. He has given me the vision of where he wants me, where he's taking me. And we, you know, um, it's just like to inspire and to hey. go and pray and to go. Hey, hey Mona. Know. Yes. Can I, I got to ask you a question. I'm sorry. Hey, nephew. Good morning. <laughs> morning. Just that's, that's the second day in a row I tried to shut all the way up. I promise I did. <laughs> I, I got to ask you a question. Yes. Tell tell me two things that you learned. Two things I learned. Um, mm-hmm. The main one is to um to react. My perception, of course, the way my okay. um not to think of it um negatively. Like my first thing I learned was not to get in my head. The perception. Okay. Yeah. The second thing was just to um just immediately I just thought God it, it don't got nothing to do with God like you know all these presents and stuff no disrespect y'all it don't got nothing to do with it like what what my what I'm stressing about don't have nothing to do with um it's not even I gonna say real but it's something we we made up it's what we okay as part of the um presence to all that stuff. You know what I mean? Okay, so so let me let me take you let me take you another place. So um you guys know because of the level of transparency of the call, when God wants to change your life, he sends you people. Right? Yes. And so now here we are at a very, very teachable moment. So I'm gonna tell you two things I saw. The first thing was how you prioritized life. See, when God wants to, to correct you and take you to the next dimension, um, the Word of God says, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. So our finances are a huge demonstration of what our heart harbors and holds, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. your, your daughter's baby shower prioritized your living circumstances. And don't don't get it twisted. You, you know, we we as parents, we have a tendency to sacrifice everything for our kids. 
I'm not okay. I ain't beating you up because of that. But what uh, I, am I don't. And the cool part about it, Dion, I even try to. I'm about to be more transparent. I I could I could even pay my ties because I had to do everything. Yeah, now I you see, do. but that's why that's why your power was off, sweetie, because you did it backwards. Yeah. When we do stuff backwards, we get our face slapped off every single <laughs> time. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you what I know. I, right? Because that was more important. When we don't mm-hmm. take care of God's business, we leave ourselves in a completely open, open target. It gives the enemy an you know action at breaking us down even further. And so mm-hmm. right now what he's trying to teach you is not just that Christmas is about him because cause we just we gave Jesus a birthday at the end of right. the day. It was technically much, summertime, right. right? And so what I'm telling you is now the lesson is not just that. And, and even in that, he was merciful and he had and his grace was still sufficient. But the reality is. Now it's time to batten down the hatches concerning your priorities. Yes. That's, that's all. The, oh, Dion, that is so true. Because let me tell you something. When I, the rest what was left, my mind immediately said, your tithes, that's exactly, well, you Listen. you have $20 left if you paid your tithes. Because my tithes, yeah. wow, it's crazy. And, and you should have paid your tithes. Yeah. Well, and, but that's what I'm saying. That's, so, so, right? So there, there is a, a verse that says, uh, Jeremiah, what seest thou? A rod and a pot. So he uses uncomfortable situations, literally, to vomit you out of mediocre places, always. And so now that you pay your tithes next time, I don't care who need what. <laughs> Yes, I am. Right. Yes. You you got to reevaluate your where and absolutely have to reevaluate your why. And so I that's it. I I just I just had to say that because I've been there. I've been there where my priority was not his business. And so that's it. And so now it's time to take you a budget class. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And with that, That's with that awesome. note, I want to just add um, something that we had we had uh, talked about earlier too. Um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna also be transparent and honest with you guys. When we were on the verge of having everything shut off, where every we we're in a hard place, um, I we we tithe more. We gave more. Um, and and I want to encourage you with that principle because now I'm seeing. I'm I'm reaping the harvest of a lot of that, and it didn't and it didn't make place. And there was I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of people that were in our lives that didn't know, didn't understand, and and wherever you're at when you're understanding, um, I respect that. I absolutely respect where, wherever we're we're all at because it's a journey that God illustrates as we go. And, and I've had to go through different seasons to understand this principle, but that's why I said earlier when I encouraged everybody in the beginning of the message, um, if so to receive. You know, if you want love in your life, be a loving person. You know, that's the principle, a major principle behind giving is you're going to see what you give. And there was a lot of times, and my wife and I were blown away by this. We would, when we didn't have anything, we would tithe more. And every month, I'm, I'm not even joking with you, every month what we would tithe would be randomly given back to us throughout the month. 
at least three to four times what we were tithing. And I can't even, I can't even explain to you how other than God, it was just God. And so, um, and we were, we, the tithe was going out before anything and there was stuff that was getting turned off. And it, it, it was, it was a situation for us where a lot of people didn't, didn't, didn't understand that. They were like, well, you don't have a phone, but you're paying more in your tithe. And I'm like, I can go without a phone. I can't go without tithing, you know, but, and, and that's what happened in, in our situation. So, you know, I hope, I hope maybe we can, we can touch on that. And, and I just want to thank you for bringing that up to you, but, um, the biggest thing I want you guys to take away from that and wherever your understanding is at, whether it might be a new concept, might be something you've kind of tinkered with over the years, might be something you were doing for a while and then went away from, I just highly encourage it. I know that whatever we tie to God, God is in everything naturally. We have to understand that. First of all, God, God is in every aspect of our life. We don't give God permission to enter it. God is just in it. But whether we choose to be obedient and commit an area is, is entirely different because I could go rob a bank right now if I wanted to, but I choose to give God, I, I submit my obedience to God and, and my lifestyle, right? So um, what I want to encourage with that is when you invite God into an area by sacrificing 10% of it, whatever it is, you're giving, you're really, really handing over God the ownership for the trajectory and the direction of that area. My wife and I allow God into our arguments, our disagreements, our, our fights. I, I give 10% of my day to God. You know, and I've taught on this exact subject a couple of years back, but um, it's the concept of tithing and, and the heart behind it and what we see that that comes through as. So um, definitely uh, we might have to that might be, have to be another declaration. Um, I want to thank you guys for, for listening. I'm going to close this out in prayer. Um, I want to thank you guys for just uh, even for the love, life and victory, just as always so much wisdom and and just heartfelt support for one another. I just thank you guys for for just always just contributing so real, so transparent. Mona, thank you so much for sharing that with, with, with us. And, and, and I've been absolutely probably in the exact same, I mean, I'll, I want to, I'm just going to say the exact same position. Like I just appreciate you for sharing that is so encouraging and just a piece that God gave you because you just, you just, you're realigning and we're all constantly realigning and, and we're bringing our hearts into alignment we're so open to what God is doing. And, and I just want to thank you guys for staying in that place. I want to thank you guys for being in that place today. And, and I want to close out with what I started with. Don't give up. Don't, you are so close. I, um, excuse me. I started to think about, I genuinely, I'm not even joking. I genuinely stay. It got so bad at some points where I started to think about, man, I just really don't know. I just don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't know if I could do the whole prayer thing and give it messages. And I just don't know if I could do all this stuff. And it wasn't because I didn't believe in God. It was just, it wasn't, it was more so because am I qualified to even be talking about this stuff? Because I don't even know if I can make it through some of these things and it's hard, but if you didn't go to a place that, that almost broke you or actually did break you, then your testimony and your ability to let God in to illustrate what he used it for, would it really even be a difference making? You know, would it really even be something where you needed to cry out to God? Because if you never actually needed to cry out to God, did you ever really relinquish control? Did you ever really let go? And I think that's the biggest thing I want you to take away from today is just remember this. You are so close. You are right there. You are knocking down the door. And um, I just want to thank everybody. I know we went a couple minutes over um, 
But yeah, I just want to thank everyone. I want to thank you guys so much, but let's close out in prayer. I want you to just stand in agreement with me on this. Lord, in Jesus' name, I want to just break through, Lord, whatever it is, whether it's hope. Father, we want to pray that you that you grow that seed of hope within each one of us. If it's opposition, Lord, strengthen our knowledge of Scripture. Lord, strengthen our knowledge of your promises. Lord, if it's perspective, bring us the vision to understand the things we don't see that are happening behind the scenes right now, Lord. If it's a matter of endurance, Lord, help us, Lord, to see that if we're with the groceries on the second floor and we've got to go to the fourth, that we have the energy to make it to the eighth. Lord, I thank you, Lord. I want to pray, Lord, that in this season right now, for each one of us that's holding on to a promise, that we have the energy, power, and capacity to last three promises from now, Lord. That we have the energy to last in this season what would be required for three of what we're going through, Lord. I just thank you, Father, that you're growing us, that you're sharpening us. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name. I praise you. Father, I want to thank you, Lord, that you've been, you've been there with us, Lord, even when we weren't it, even when we didn't know, even when our, our thought processes were wrong and our practices were unhealthy, whatever, whatever it could have been, Lord, anything, you were still there. Lord, I thank you that that's the message of Jesus Christ, Lord, is that when we aren't, you are, Lord, and that when we couldn't cut it, you made a way, Lord. And I thank you for that, Father. I thank you that you're continuously making a way even here, now, and today. And I want to praise you for that, Lord. I want to thank you in Jesus' name, Father. I want to pray that blessing over each person. But most importantly, I know that it starts with the thought process. So, Lord, I want to ask that you fix our thinking. Show us where we're thinking wrong in regards to our promise. Show us where our mindset is askew, where it's off, where our thinking just needs to get recalibrated with your word. Show us that part of our mind that needs to get realigned with your vision so it can come to a greater clarity of what you're doing in and through us, Lord. So I thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody, you're dismissed. Thank you so much for calling in again. Monday, we're back at it, same time. I know we got some great stuff to close the um, close the month out. We've got a great year of 2020 ahead of us. So thank you guys. Have a great weekend. Love you guys. So thankful for everybody. Um, production team, sorry, I went over, I went over a couple minutes. I hope I don't get in trouble for that. But later, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs> Amen. Have a blessed day. God bless you, Moses, and thank you. God bless you. Congratulations on the job. Have a great day. Thank you, guys. Bye. Good to hear your sound.